we said. The Press Box. Back inside the Press Box with a brand new edition of the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace from my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers. Glad to have you aboard as we offer up just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. Want to find us? Go there, PressBoxRadio.com. Check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you can hear the show on demand or simply press the listen button and hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7. All right, we get to the weekend. Bama at Florida. Chris was there, of course, with his Crimson Tide Sports Network buddies, and he had a close encounter. He describes Chris Stewart and his weekend in Gainesville. It was uh, it, it was really cool. There was There's a few facets to this. The, obviously, the win was was the biggest thing but for me the crowd there and uh hadn't been there in 10 years and didn't remember it being like this but they were they were great people game management people were helpful trying to get from from point a to point b there's some logistical things guys that are that can be an issue not just me trying to get in the press box and get to my spot which they were helpful for but when you're trying to get from the press box down to the field when everybody stays because that's where down on the field is where we we do Coach Saban's TV show normally. Now that got altered because of the rain that showed up right as the game ended. But when you're trying to get down there and get to the locker room, that can be. I mean, you're swimming upstream against eighty five thousand plus. That is not an easy thing. But we had a guy that was part of event management, and he took care of me and my boss Jim Carabin and and Ethan Carabin, who does our our in booth web stuff so everybody at florida scott strickland's crew is is to be committed and there's several of us that have said hey we're we're sending notes to scott they were they were great hosts they were terrific but among the things that that i will take from that i saw somebody and i I wish i could give credit for this because i don't remember who it was but it was one of the guys who covers the alabama beat who i follow on twitter but he had a great picture of Nick Saban's arrival at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium and being greeted not long after he got on the bus because he hadn't even gotten to the locker room yet, Nick Saban being greeted by Steve Spurrier. Shook his hand because Coach has still got his suit on, so I can tell the timeline. That's that's from the bus to the locker room when they first arrived. So that was, yes. that was an obvious. So that was the first thing. Ah, oh, it's really cool. You know, Spurrier made sure he found him. Well, remember that thought because that was not the only interaction, apparently, that took place, as I would find out later. But but going forward, it, it's halftime, and I finished my halftime segment. I'm standing in the back of our radio booth. The door's open, and all of a sudden, I hear this voice, and I turn around, and shoulder to shoulder with me, I hear, Hey, is Eli in here? Where's Eli? <laughs> and it's coach Spurrier and he and I've had this conversation before I know he doesn't remember it I didn't try to remind him I know he doesn't know me that's fine but uh I said hey it's the greatest coach in the history of the Tampa Bay Bandits uh and he goes yeah yeah that's pretty good I, I think I was the only one too that's that, that was just that's the point insignificant coach so he yells at Eli Eli's about to go on air and and uh of course, Eli, when he gets headset on now, he he acts like he's about to land the space shuttle. So oh, he's, yeah. he doesn't oh, want to be yeah. disturbed. Oh, yeah. He don't oh, want to yeah. be disturbed. But he turns around and realizes who it is, and he's making sure he 
he uh, acknowledges Steve Spurrier and stood there for a second, talked. I don't remember any he leaves, but he just seems so he seems so stinking happy. Well, the game ends, and like I said, we go now. We're going to do the TV show, and when you have weather, it, normally we do the on the road. We do Nick Saban's TV show down on the field in the end zone, closest to the the team tunnel. Because once he finishes talking to the team and then does his press conference, he comes immediately to us. So it's a pretty quick transition once the game ends and, and, and when we get coached and we do, the, we do the interview. Well, it, it's raining. In fact, there was a lightning strike that could be seen outside the stadium just before Florida's final snap of the game. And Eli said it on air. We're like, oh, dear Lord, please don't halt this. Please don't go by the letter of the law. Let's use common sense. Let's, let's run the play and see what happens because this next play is going to be the final play. They're either going to pull off a Hail Mary and beat us, and it's going to be over, or we're going to stop them, and it's going to be over. But there ain't going to be a safety on this play for, for Florida. So we're going we're gonna to win. The game's going to end here with one more snap. So it does. Everybody gets off the field. But we, we, we get down there, and we can't go on the field. So we wind up having to do the interview, the TV show, outside of basically the equipment room for Florida, up against a, a white brick wall, basically. It wasn't, wasn't a very elaborate backdrop. You don't need it. It's Nick Saban's Nick Saban show. It's transitions, and that's people want to hear from him. They're not in that situation. They don't care about the other. So he, we finish taping the show. It takes 10 minutes max to do all that we do with Coach. He walks off, and then he stops, and he looks back, and, and Josh Maxson handles his uh, media relations, athletic communications with Coach. Everybody, Josh is one of those guys that everybody sees if they're watching on TV, they've seen for years, but even if they don't know who he is, but they, they would recognize him if I were to hold up a picture uh, on, on a video screen. That, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. So he turns basically to talk to Josh, but he looks at me and Jim Carabin, my boss, as well. And so we're, we're standing there, and he starts kind of chuckling. He goes, y'all saw Spurrier, right? Yes, he goes, comes in the locker room, sticks his head in the locker room. He goes, I'm about to go out on the field. And he goes, hey, Nick, you really hit an eight iron 155 yards? And he goes, what? <laughs> he goes, you, you had an eight iron 155 yards? And we didn't get a chance to talk context or anything. But Coach Saban starts laughing. And he said, Steve, he said, I'm about, Steve, I'm about to go coach a game. So the fact that Steve Spurrier is bouncing around the stadium in our booth, down on the field, in the lock, in a visiting locker room, the takeaway that I got, and Nick Saban's laughing about Is he becoming Mike Leach? Uh, um, no. Here's <laughs> that come from? Not far. Let me tell you what, he's closer to Mike Leach than he is Nick Saban. If you're yeah. just going to go personalities, really and truly, that's how it is. But here's the takeaway that I got from it, getting a chance to observe that, guys. Steve Spurrier 
at whatever age he is now, 70 ballpark, give or take a couple of years, is absolutely loving life. Oh, yeah. He's what he should be. He's the king of Gainesville. He is back down there. He's enjoying game day. He's enjoying the praise and love and adoration that he gets. And make no mistake, Steve Spurrier loves that. But he loves dropping in to to see a buddy and Nick Saban, say hello to him, go all the way around and, and doing that kind of thing. And that's what makes him happy right now. Working the room, baby. Monday through Friday, probably, as much oh, yeah. as he wants. Saturdays, being an alum, but being the king of alums. But J.D. also seeing Nick Saban's reaction, he's doing exactly the same thing. It's just that what he enjoys and what's fun for him is different. And I could tell that Spurrier kind of got a kick out of Saban. He's, to a degree, living vicariously because he's sitting there going, why are you still doing this? I mean, you can just tell that's what Spurrier's going, why, why are you still doing this? Boy, I'm, I'm enjoying all this stuff. And for Saban... He's just getting the biggest kick out of, of being the, the old guy who's yeah. whipping everybody because that is fun <laughs> for him. That is, that is his enjoyment. And don't get me wrong. He likes playing golf. He enjoys the grandkids, J.D., but he oh, yeah. loves winning and coaching and everything that's tied in with that. We played at uh, South Carolina when Spurrier was still coaching, and uh, I'm in the lobby of the team hotel where the Jags were, and uh, – Car pulls up outside, day before the game, Friday late afternoon, and somebody get the lady gets out and has this huge basket, and it's I'm like that's Coach Spurrier's wife. She comes to all the opposing team's hotel when they're at home, and brings goodie baskets for the coaches and their spouses. Yeah, and if the spouses didn't come, the coach has to take whatever the goodie basket, basket is. Yeah, there's always a welcome gift. Like, hey, take this back to your wife. I know so-and-so. You know, she knows oh, my yeah. name. They're so hospitable. I had a question for you, though, because that's such a great story. I saw something, and I'm like, is that for real? Is, the, is there a restaurant in Gainesville called Visors that Steve Spurrier owns? Here's the thing, and I was going to go there next. This is awesome because I was listening. You know, Sirius XM will rerun coaches' shows and things like that. So Jeff Cardozo, who says hello, by the way, uh, and apologize that he didn't get back with us and, and able to be on this week. Tell him Goober says that too. <laughs> we will. But Jeff host Dan Mullen's radio show. This is phenomenal. The show is done from Visors, which is the rooftop bar at the top of Steve Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Restaurant. Oh. The name of the freaking rooftop bar at the restaurant Spurrier owns is called Visors. How friggin' awesome is that marketing genius who came <laughs> up with that idea? Gold, Jerry. That's gold. Uh, it's pretty good. No doubt about it. That is Chris Stewart. 
uh, recapping his weekend down in Gainesville as his Crimson Tide snuck out of town with a win over the Florida Gators. Hey, if you like what you hear in the Press Box Podcast, a couple things you can do for us. First of all, you can like us, review us, subscribe, so you get the brand new ones each and every time they come out, and share it with a friend as well. If they could follow us on Apple or Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, they'll find us wherever they find their favorite podcast. Just tell them to search for Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one for the Press Box Podcast. Until next time, for Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here inside the Press Box.